All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about the current state of the Buffalo Sabres. And to be honest, it's not going to be a fun episode. I mean, the current state of the Buffalo Sabres is a pretty sad state right now, but I'll try to go as far in depth of the current state as I possibly can. So I hope you enjoy the in-depth analysis and my opinion on the hockey team as a whole. I'll try to keep it short, sweet, and to the point as possible, and I'll try not to go off on a tangent as much as possible. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, so like I said, I'll try to be as short, sweet, and to the point as possible with this. I'll try not to go off on any tangents because the current state of the Buffalo Sabres is a pretty sad one. I mean... You might as well just cue the little violin, honestly, because that's just how bad it is. That's just how bad it has been. And honestly, it hasn't even been like for just like a week or two. The current state of the Buffalo Sabres has been a complete shit show for the past decade. I mean, the Sabres right now are comparable to getting a blowjob from somebody with mouth herpes, okay? It's a lot of sucking, no pleasure, and it's only a matter of time before you realize that you're fucked. So going into taking a look at the standings right now, through 19 games, the Sabres are 6-10-3, with 15 points, which will put them at dead last in the East Division of the National Hockey League and as one of the worst teams in hockey, yet again, in terms of overall standings combining the four divisions. They have 44 goals scored and 57 goals against, putting them at a goal differential of minus 13. That's not good. That's just not fucking good. The offense can't fucking score. The defense concedes too much. The goalies are, well, the goalie situation is kind of shit. I mean, Allmark can only do so much. Carter Hutton is still garbage. And with Allmark being injured and out for a month, who knows if they're going to look into the goalie market for a goalie because Jonas Johansson, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He's going to get criticized and crucified and everything because he's an AHL goalie. And Carter Hutton is just garbage. Going back to the amount of goals scored total, only Anaheim has scored less goals at the time of this podcast recording, if I'm correct. That's one less team than the Sabres. One team which means 29 other teams in the league are scoring more goals or have scored more goals throughout the entire season than the Buffalo Sabres. That right there is fucking pathetic too. Okay, you have a team with Jack Eichel, Taylor Hall, Jeff Skinner, Rasmus Dahlin, Victor Olofsson, Sam Reinhart, and Eric Stahl, just to name a few people. And yet you have the second least amount of goals scored in the entire National Hockey League. What a fucking joke. Okay? Going off of some basic stats here, they average 2.3 goals a game so far through these 19 games, which puts them at 28th in the league, which means three more teams are scoring less goals a game than the Sabres, which means 
25 more are scoring more than them. So that's fucking pathetic right there. Like I said, you got players of that caliber. Like I said, you got Eichel, Hall, Skinner, Darlene, Ristolainen, okay, Reinhardt. They're not fucking scoring. I mean, five on five, they can't score a goal five on five for shit. But their power play is the best in the league at 32.8%. Their goals against uh, is 2.9 goals against a game, which is 19th in the league. And they have a league worst three shutouts in the entire season. Three. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's just lethargic. It's embarrassing. It's, but it, it's unfathomable, in my opinion. Like, I can't, even actually, I can't even actually believe I'm actually mentioning that they only have three shutouts. I mean, this, fr- this franchise is just an utter disgrace. All over the board. And it goes from the top down. Ownership, management, coaches, players, all of them. It's a fucking disgrace. It's a joke. Okay? There's no worse combination in anything that we can think of than bad and boring. And somehow this hockey team has somehow managed to put out a very bad and a very boring hockey team. Okay? The Sabres themselves, the Sabres organization, it's a fucking joke, okay? It really is. Or Like I said, from the top down, it is a complete disaster. It's a complete shit show. Okay, 10 years ago, back in 2011, Terry Pagula purchased the Buffalo Sabres. And when he purchased them, he famously said, or infamously said at this point, the Buffalo Sabres' main reason for existence is to win the Stanley Cup. Haven't made the playoffs since 2011. Okay, it is 10 years now, going on 10 seasons since... They last made the playoffs, okay? This hockey team and its beloved fan base are stuck in a never-ending cycle of pain and disgustingness, okay? And honestly, I feel for the fans. The fans are pissed off. The fans are unhappy, and nobody knows what to fucking do, okay? The The fans can complain and bitch and whine all they want, okay? Ownership isn't going to do a damn thing. There's just been a revolving door of coaches and general managers that have come and gone from Keybank Center in downtown Buffalo over the past decade, okay? Lindy and Darcy were finally fired eventually because the Pagulas felt that their time had come. Lindy's still coaching in the league, by the way. He's coaching the New Jersey Devils. I mean... Obviously, the Devils situation isn't a great one to be in, but based on Lindy's coaching experience, he's the man for the job there, in my opinion. Okay? Darcy Regeer actually infamously said at this point that Sabres fans may experience more suffering in, in the years to come, and there hasn't been a truer prediction in Buffalo, in my opinion. Okay? Ron Rolston, Ted Nolan, Dan Bilsma, Phil Housley, Ralph Kruger. Those are the head coaches. For the, those are the head coaches that have been named, that have been part of the Sabres organization since Lindy got fired and left the organization. Okay. Tim Murray, Jason Bottrell, 
and now Kevin Adams. At least that I can remember in recent memory after Darcy got fired as general manager. Oh, I'm sorry. They brought in Pat LaFontaine to hire to bring in a general manager, and they eventually fucked him over too. Uh, a legend of this team, and the Pagulas ended up fucking him over. He hasn't come back to Buffalo since that incident, by the way. What a fucking joke. Okay? It's actually quite embarrassing what, ha- what this ownership has done to this team, okay? In the decade that they've owned it. Last season was their 50th anniversary for the founding of the franchise because the Sabres organization goes back to 1970. And when the 50th anniversary celebrations were happening before and the season was going on before the COVID pandemic shut down the league and shut down the world up until the bubble restart, a lot of fans were reveling in the memories. They were enjoying the memories of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and 2000s. Mainly to try and forget how shit the last decade has been because of the poor on-ice performance through two tanks, through a revolving door of coaches and general managers, through a bunch of players that, I'm not going to lie, look like they don't even want to be on the fucking ice because it's just a god-awful fucking product there, okay? I mean, the closest thing to seeing the glory days of my childhood was the 10-game win streak back in 2018. And I actually ended up, and I actually had the pleasure of going to a game during that win streak. It was, a, it was the day before Thanksgiving they faced the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and, if, and if I remember correctly, it was a nationally broadcast game. They ended up beating the Flyers handsomely. And it was their seventh win in a row out of 10. And, I've, and that was like, you know, that was like when we all were beginning to believe that the tide was turning for the franchise, and then obviously we all know what happened after that. They completely shit the bed. But that's dwelling on the past with the ownership, even though the ownership continues to be a disgrace into the current season. I mean, the Sabres themselves as an organization have lost the fan base. They also lost the city and the surrounding area. They lost a group of people who at one point were so rabid that they felt Detroit should have been forced to abandon their hockey town moniker and ship it across Lake Erie when the, when the Red Wings became the bottom feeders of the league after being known as the face of the league in the late 90s, early 2000s because of their... Stanley Cup uh, playoff runs and their and 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 their four Stanley Cups. I mean, eventually they did become bottom feeders, and that's where that's where we felt that we were hockey town because of how passionate we are, as not only Sabres fans but hockey fans. But from the ownership down, from Pagula to now general manager Kevin Adams to Kruger to even the players, because they just don't give a shit. The organization has taken the heartbeat from the fans and turned us into a bunch of unhappy people starving for something to happen. What once was a waiting list to buy season tickets that people couldn't wait to get off of has become just waiting, waiting for anything at this point. A pulse, some emotion, some anger. 
the coach does the coaching staff doesn't give a fuck. They haven't no, no coaching staff has given a fuck since Lindy left, in my opinion. Rolston was a fucking idiot. Okay. Ted Nolan wanted to coach the team, but they forced him to lose so we could tank. And it, Okay. Bilsma, I mean, that was a disaster. Housley wasn't bad, but, I mean, we lost faith in him, too. And now Kruger's a, fu- and now Kruger's a deceiver and a liar, and the players just don't give a fuck. They're lifeless, they're lethargic, they have been for years, they, and they only care about themselves. And what's sad for me to say is that it starts with the man that wears the C and works its way down for the players. He was a man who once claimed that he was coming for you, Buffalo, and yet sadly has yet to play a meaningful game of, for, of hockey and he has yet to make the playoffs during his time here in Buffalo. And I feel bad for, for the guy. I feel bad for Jack Eichel, okay? A few years ago, we made one of the worst trades in hockey history and the team got fleeced. Trading away a number two center in Ryan O'Reilly, who eventually went on to win the Stanley Cup with the, with the team he's currently on, the St. Louis Blues. And then just a slap in the face to the city of Buffalo, he ended up winning the Conn Smythe Trophy. And I couldn't have been more happier because the fan base being toxic that it is right now ran him out of town because... He wanted to win and he didn't appreciate the fact that they were tanking again and that they that the team was fucking garbage. Okay? We literally gave him up and got dog shit in return. Okay? Tage Thompson is going to be is is a bust, and if he's not, he's going to be. Okay. Vladimir Sabotka? Fuck. Give me a fucking break, okay? And then Shit, the guy that went AWOL. I can't even remember his name because he was only on the team for like... Oh, Patrick Berglund. That's who it is. Patrick Berglund. He had promise. I, I, I kind of thought he had some promise, but then he went AWOL. Not, like, after that, like it was a complete fucking joke, okay? And... Sadly, it wasn't the only time that they got fleeced in, in history with a trade like that. But stu- when stupidity is in charge of an organization, stupidity always prevails, sadly. And now, speaking of going back to heartbeats, the hockey team being the heartbeat of this city, in my opinion, is like imagining Baltimore, is like Baltimore having seafood as the heart of its city or Chile in Cincinnati, or Wisconsin with cheese. Imagine Baltimore not, no longer loving seafood, Cincinnati hating Chile, and Wisconsin no longer caring about cheese. The, that's how the city of Buffalo feels about the Buffalo Sabres organization right now. And it's about motherfucking time that somebody stepped up to the fucking plate and fixed the, the organization. It's about goddamn time that the Pagulas actually gave a fuck about their hockey team and not worried about their super yacht or building a stadium that has been the talk for downtown Buffalo for five years, five, six years now, okay? Like I said, the franchise is a fucking disgrace. The Pagulas don't know what the fuck they're doing. Upper management is a joke. They don't have hockey people in charge, okay? The coaches are a joke, and, then, and the players don't give a shit, 
and it's just downright depressing. It is honestly the worst thing that I have ever seen in my life as a sports fan. Okay? And going back to the man that wears the sea on the ice... I understand that Jack Eichel plays 20 minutes a game in a 60-minute sport where he's one-fifth of the help on the surface. And he doesn't play goalie and can only do so much as one person. And even though he's not beyond critique, a lot of the fan base expects him to carry a dead organization around like fucking Ronaldo or something. Like, it's, it's fucking insane, honestly. Okay, I, that's where I feel bad for Eichel, honestly. That is where I feel bad for him. But the thing is, though, is that he has expressed disappointment in the franchise, not only like to upper management, but also through the media, too. The players don't have all the answers when the media asks them questions. They wish they did. You can see that Eichel is frustrated on the ice. In their recent game, most recent game against the Philadelphia Flyers, which was a 3-0 loss, by the way, one of two straight 3-0 losses against the Flyers. After they conceded a goal, he turned to Rasmus Dahlin, and you can see him mouthing, what the fuck? As if to say, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why aren't you doing your goddamn job? So you can clearly tell that Eichel is frustrated on the ice and off the ice as well, because the players around him, they either don't know what the fuck they're doing, they either don't give a shit, or the coaching system is a complete joke because of how Ralph Kruger is. And in my honest opinion, Ralph Kruger should probably not be the head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. Back in 2019 when he was back in 2019 when he was hired after they fired after they fired Phil Housley, Elaine Vigneault was actually one of the names up for consideration to be the next head coach of the Sabres because he was out on the market too. And I had spoken adamantly to a lot of people that I know that follow the hockey, the Buffalo Sabres organization as a hockey team. And I said, I want Elaine Vigneault. I want Elaine Vigneault. I want Elaine Vigneault. And most of my friends could vouch to me with, for this, honestly. But when Elaine Vigneault ended up going to the Flyers, I expressed disappointment because I knew that the Flyers were getting a good coach someone that will have the players believe in him. He's someone that can communicate well with the players, and he has a system that fits the modern game of hockey right now. Whereas Ralph Kruger has lost the locker room, in my opinion. He's too old school, too defensive-minded, and with the offensive firepower that I just mentioned earlier, there's no way that they should only be scoring 2.8 goals a game I'm sorry, 2.3 goals a game like I just that I, that I said. Sorry. So 2.3 goals a game and have only scored 44 goals in 19 games. That's just a fucking joke right there. Okay? Montreal fired Claude Julien for the same reason. They have all the offensive firepower that that they currently have and Claude Julien is a defensive-minded old-school hockey guy and it just doesn't work with Guys like guy with guys that they current with the guys they currently have up there because you know it is what it is. I mean, it also doesn't help that their goalie situation is not that great either because Carey Price is getting older and can't make a quick save like he used to, honestly. But 
I don't want to go into the Montreal Canadiens situation. The people at the absolute top of the organization for the Sabres just think that they are inherently right about things despite every layer of the organization from top to bottom has been producing substandard results. And until that's fixed, the mediocrity is just going to continue to happen. Okay, there needs to be an organizational-wide initiative to eliminate just the incompetence entirely. When, When Kevin Adams was hired, I mean, he was a nobody. He still is a nobody, in my opinion. I feel like the Pagulas made a lazy hire by hiring him as general manager. They didn't even give a shit to take a look at somebody that has hockey experience. I mean, Batra wasn't the greatest general manager, obviously. But the thing is, though, I feel like, you know, hiring Adams was a be- was worse than hiring Batra, in my opinion, because he has not been seen the entire time. Because of Ralph Kruger's deceptiveness and lying and also benching of a $9 million man who is on, what, a six-, seven-year contract extension? It's ridiculous. Kevin Adams has been repeatedly called out to speak to the media, to say something, and he has yet to say a goddamn thing, and it's just annoying. It's almost as he as if he's afraid that he will get attacked. It's almost as if he is afraid that some like that he'll get called out for his inability to be a leader in upper management, which he should rightfully so. He deserves to be attacked. He deserves to be called out. The Pagulas deserve to be verbally attacked. The Pagulas deserve to be called out because they don't know how to run anything. They are the worst owners in hockey, in my opinion, and that. That sadly says something about Eugene Melnick up in Ottawa, who doesn't even give a shit to go to Senators games. The Pagula is honestly, they conned us as Sabres fans, in my opinion. They conned us, they lied to us, they have deceived us for a decade, and it is time for them to sell the team. They got lucky with the Bills, in my opinion, by bringing in Bean and McDermott. Okay, and if they didn't get lucky with bringing Bean and McDermott, there wouldn't be the process that the Bills have. The Bills would not have had the success that they've had the past four years. And the Bills would just be like the Sabres, going through a revolving door of head coaches and players and potentially general managers as well. Because that's just how incompetent the Pagula family is when it comes to running sports organizations. Okay? Now, I'm going to go into the Blackhawks situation right now, the situation with the Chicago Blackhawks. They snuck into the playoffs last season. They had no business being in the playoffs, but because of the shutdown and the bubble, they made the playoffs, they got into the qualifying round. They ended up upsetting the Edmonton Oilers, who were actually favorites to make a deep run into the playoffs and potentially make it to the conference or cup final, and they ended up upsetting Edmonton and kicking them out of their own arena. In the offseason, Stan Bowman, the general manager of the Blackhawks, sent an open letter to fans stating that they were rebuilding, 
and it was going to take time for them to rebuild and that there was no certainty of playoffs in the, in the foreseeable future. Guess what, though? The Chicago Blackhawks at the time of this recording are third in the Central Division of the National Hockey League and currently have a 60% chance to make the playoffs right now. And that's without their captain, Jonathan Taves. Patrick Kane, along with the supporting cast such as Alex DeBrinkit and Dominic Kubelik and various other players, they are doing the best they fucking can and they are taking initiative and they are carrying the Chicago Blackhawks as far as they can go. And right now, the Blackhawks find themselves in the thick of making the playoffs in the Central Division. Now, can they make the playoffs? Who knows? They can well, they can make the playoffs actually. Will they make the playoffs? Who knows? If they make the playoffs, that would be great. That would be exciting. I mean, Chicago, Chicago honestly would need that based on everything. And in my honest opinion, from watching the Blackhawks, I think the future is bright. They just got, you know, they just got to fill holes. They got to, you know, fill holes as po- as much as possible. Just keep developing the players that they have. Patrick Kane's going to be Patrick Kane and they'll be fine. Okay? Going back to the Sabres, though, what the Blackhawks are doing is not what the Sabres are doing. The Sabres tanked twice. Both tanks failed. Rasmus Dahlin is fucking ass right now, and Jack Eichel doesn't want to be here from what it looks like. So that being said, going back to the 2018 draft, looking at it, we could have probably found our second-line center, in the draft, or we also could have gotten another defenseman that wasn't Darlene. But the thing is, though, is like back in 2018, we're not making these decisions like that as fans and making these opinions because we saw Rasmus Darlene and we're like, hey, we're getting Rasmus Darlene. Let's fucking go. But now, because of how he's playing and the annoyance and everything, now you now it's more along the lines of playing Monday morning quarterback, sadly, in terms of everything. Because, like I said, how can we not be annoyed? The team, the players, they don't look competitive in the slightest. It looks like the players themselves have quit on the coach. The coach is delusional and lies to the media. The GM doesn't speak. He hasn't picked up on anything. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and he hasn't said anything. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on. But overall, it's just led to a toxic environment where the organization itself is toxic the fan base is unhappy and toxic. Sabres Twitter is toxic. They call each other out. They get into arguments. You have Buffalo News beat writers that repeatedly argue with Sabres fans on Twitter. You have people that report on the team through various other so, uh, content distribu- distributors that argue and talk with one another and also argue with a certain Buffalo News beat writer for that covers the hockey team. And it's just pathetic. The toxicity is just ridiculous. I mean, it's almost as if, you know, being in a relationship with a girl that's toxic, that's completely toxic, but yet you still can't figure out how to get away from her, honestly. I mean, trust me, I know a thing or two about that, honestly. Not being in a relationship with a a toxic girl, but being associated with a, a toxic girl or two. But it's just pathetic. I mean, the fans are done. They're done with Kruger. They're done with Adams already. They're done with everything else that surrounds this inept franchise. In a wake of, of a series of missteps 
by Kruger and upper management the last week alone, the media can no longer believe anything that is going on in the organization. They, they suffer, the team itself suffered back-to-back shutout stinkers to Philadelphia over the last weekend, both by a score of 3 to nothing, and it just gave off a distinct smell or aroma that the players have checked out on Kruger. It's hard to fathom where the Sabres go from here, honestly. Kruger himself is signed through next year at a rate of around $4 million, according to Pierre Lebrun of TSN with, up in Canada. And ownership has shown a willingness to pay coaches and GMs not to work. But how can they do that now amid a pandemic that's continuing to happen and virtually no revenue coming in? I mean, soon, eventually, they're going to start allowing 2,000 fans to come into the arena to watch the games. But who the fuck's going to want to spend money on an inept franchise that hasn't done shit in a decade? It's honestly pathetic watching watching them on television. Who's going to be dumb enough to drive to KeyBank Center in downtown Buffalo, pay for parking, which is about $15, pay for a ticket, which is probably $60 to, at, at, at the cheapest level, depending on where you can sit in the stands, obviously, and then also spend money on food and other concessions. You're wasting your money at that point. If you want to waste your money like that, you might as well go into the local convenience store and spend $100 on the fucking lottery if you want. Okay? It's a joke. I wouldn't go spend my money on that ho- watching that hockey team in the arena. I mean, I know I have in the past, but that's also because like when at that point like, you know, I they were kind of competitive like that. I was starting to believe. I mean, Last season alone, I went to two games, one being the home opener and the other being the celebration of the teams of the 2000s. So those two games were promotional nights. Of course, I'm going to go to them. The fifth home opener for the 50th season? Hell fucking yeah. Okay, 2000s night, that's remembering my childhood, remembering the good days of being a Buffalo Sabres fan. Okay, 2005, 2006, 2006, 2007. The last, the last year of the GOAT had the beginning of the slug. Drury, Briere, Fennigenov, Derek Roy, Tim Connolly, Jason Pominville, Ryan Miller. I can go on and on and on. I wish I could go back to that era of Sabres hockey and get out of this era of bullshit. But sadly, I can't, okay? I don't have a time machine. We can only focus on the future. And for the future, the Sabres right now have 19 games left this season at the time of this recording against Boston, Pittsburgh, and Washington, and three games on the road against the New York Islanders, who they can't even fucking beat. They can't beat the Islanders, okay? They have barely been able to beat Washington. Pittsburgh and Boston, good luck, guys, honestly, okay? Okay. He... The team has lost all credibility, in my opinion. Uh, ownership and a neophyte GM, they're, they're jokes. They have disappeared from view despite numerous people from the media, from the fan base, seeking comment. In my opinion, the entire organization has lost all credibility from the top down, at least in the public eye. And once again... As I'm checking before I record this podcast, there were trade rumors about Jack Eichel. Noise continues about Jack Eichel being fueled by one report from the Athletics stating that a league executive believes he could end up with the New York Rangers. And what would that cost? 
The Sabres themselves won't take scraps. Yet, you would have to think that one of Zibanejad or Kako are going the other way to start. And then, of course, there's always the rumor about him going back to Boston because that's where he's from. And Charlie McAvoy could be a return piece. I don't want to think about that. I want to think about how successful the Buffalo Sabres could be if they actually got their shit together and starts with the ownership actually giving a fuck about the team and finding the right people to run the hockey organization. Okay? I wish that the Pagulas could actually give a fuck. I wish that Kevin Adams would actually speak to somebody and say, hey, what, like, this is not what we should be doing, or at least say fucking something. And I wish Ralph Kruger would get his head out of his ass and forget his inept tactics because... From what people don't realize is that he was away from hockey for a few years, being the chairman of an English Premier League football club. Okay? Then he comes back into hockey out of fucking nowhere and eventually coaches this team. Coaching it into the ground, in my opinion. But then again, the team has been in the ground for the past decade, going through a revolving door of ineptitude and incompetence. You know, but like I said, I could go on forever about the incompetence of this team and just explain how frustrated I am as a fan, explain how the entire fan base has been frustrated, but I'm just going to wish for better days ahead. You know, just wish for better days ahead, hope, think that things will get better in the end, and every, every little thing is going to be all right, as Bob Marley once sang. But until then... I just have to live in the present and sadly experience the current shit show state of the Buffalo Sabres. Ah, nostalgia. Sweet nostalgia. But, like I said... Hopefully better days are ahead for the Sabres. Alright everybody, I will now go into my final thoughts as I get ready to conclude this episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. First things first, rumor has it that Adam Sandler and Christopher McDonald are down for a Happy Gilmore sequel called Happy Gilmore 2, where they want to face off on a senior tour. This comes to light after the celebration of the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, where both Sandler and McDonald released videos to social media, thanking all the fans for the support that the movie has had in the past 25 years, and also thanking each other, and also calling each other out in a whimsical way, too. So, if production of a Happy Gilmore 2 happens soon, and if a Happy Gilmore 2 actually does happen. I will be very excited. I'm sure many other people will be excited too because Happy Gilmore is a cult classic. It is a great it's a great comedic film in my opinion and one of Adam Sandler's best films ever and that he's ever done too. So I would be very ecstatic, very excited. I'm sure a lot of people would be as well if Happy Gilmore 2 actually did happen. Going back to baseball, as I mentioned in my last final thoughts, I'm very excited that baseball season is back. We are now in spring training games getting ready for the regular season. 
And in game one of spring training, on day one, Angel Hernandez, who is quite possibly the worst umpire in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. I'm sure if you follow baseball, you may agree with me, you may disagree with me, who the hell knows. But he actually got called out by the Cardinals broadcasting team because during game one, pitch just came right into the strike zone, right in the middle of the strike zone at one point in the game. And... He didn't call a strike. He called a ball. Like, man man is an awful umpire. And the Cardinals broadcasting team said that Angel Hernandez was already in midseason form. Like, he got roasted on, on, on a broadcast. Broadcasting team said that, said that out loud. Roasted the man. I mean, it was, it's hilarious because he is an awful umpire. So baseball is well and truly back, everybody. Angel Hernandez is in midseason form. Can't wait for him to call to uh, call balls and strikes behind home plate at Yankee Stadium or any Yankee game because if that happens, there's going to be a lot of screaming at the TV, and I'm not ready for it. Just a quick announcement before I conclude today's episode of the podcast. Coming soon will be the Jerry's World March Bandness 2021 competition. The competition will start in the round of 64, just as the March Madness basketball tournament does, and will work its way through the bracket until a winner is determined eventually. The bracket will be posted to my Instagram page on Friday, March 5th, and voting will begin on my Instagram story on Monday, March 8th. So I hope you guys are able to participate in that, and I hope you guys enjoy March Madness 2021. And with that, everyone, I conclude today's episode of the Jerry's World Podcast. I thank everyone that listens to the Jerry's World Podcast. You can listen to and subscribe to the Jerry's World Podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow the Jerry's World Podcast on Instagram at Jerry's World Podcast. That is where you'll find everything you need to know about the March Bandness 2021 competition that I am running. You can also follow me personally on Instagram at J underscore Michelson 97. And until the next episode, I hope everyone stays safe.